Captain's Log Supplemental. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Welcome to the MetaHex Podcast. I'm Pedro. I'm Franco. <laughs> oh. And I'm still Corey! <laughs> I was going to say, speak up, Corey. We can't hear you. There you go. Uh, Peter and I are still doing the TikTok coughing challenge this week. Mm-hmm. So, bear with us. Shouldn't be nearly as bad <laughs> as it was last week. No. Shouldn't be. <laughs> um, we are without... Corey, due to family things. Uh, so we move on. And we move on into the news. Yay. <laughs> and it's news. There's still not a whole <laughs> lot going on. No, well, the writer's strike is over, so the writers are actually writing again. Um Hopefully they'll get things all in line for when the actors are done striking, and then everyone can start filming things, and all will be well again. Still no cars are being built. That's true. Automaker strike. <coughs> now there's talk of a healthcare strike of some sort. I don't know exactly which healthcare workers, but... I heard something about the hospitality workers of Vegas, too. Hmm. So, uh, Star Wars Rebels is turning 24 years old this year. Wow. Or 10 years old this year. I said 24. I don't know why. (laughs) Okay. I've been stroking out with things lately, so try to bear with me a little bit. So, Star Wars Rebels is turning 10 years old this year. And they're celebrating that by doing variant covers of the various Marvel Comics lines. Um, Star Wars number 42 is going to have the Grand Inquisitor um, drawn in his <laughs> Rebels uh, style as a, a uh, variant cover, and the drawing is by Casper Wingard. And then Darth Vader's alternate cover is going to be Ahsoka. That is Vader number 42. Now, is that her standard lightsaber grip that she has? Yes. Okay, because I, I noticed, but I never noticed why it looked different. She does it knife style. Yeah, she back she carries one backhanded. Okay. <laughs> Didn't she carry both of them? I think she does both, yeah. She did. I, I think she, her current style is one front, one back. But by the end of Clone Wars, she was running both backward. Um, Star Wars number 43 is going to be Jarrus and Zeb. Vader 43 is going to be Ezra and Chopper. Hera and the Ghost Pod are going to be on the front of 44 Star Wars. And Sabine herself with a graffiti background will be Vader number 44. Oh, and Thrawn for, I'm guessing, Star Wars 45. Yep. And then... This is the early Thrawn. 
Because like Elvis, <laughs> he's put on a little weight in, yeah. the, in the intervening years. Callus <laughs> uh, will be Vader number 45. So that gives a good three months of variant covers that are yeah. well worth getting. And speaking of variant covers, Marvel Comics is celebrating Native American Heritage Month with some more variant covers and B stories. Hmm. Ghost Rider number 20 and Sensational uh, She-Hulk number 2. Now, out of curiosity, I don't know if it'll say it, are these new characters or are they characters that already existed that Ghost Rider crosses paths with Kashula, the Sorcerer Supreme, and Ghost Rider of the 1800s, also known as Spirit Rider. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that that's a new character. Hmm. And Sensational She-Hulk number two. Oh, Wyatt Wingfoot. Okay, yeah, he's been... He's been a Fantastic Four secondary character for ages just hard to recognize from the the picture because he I don't think he's been in anything recently but he was a secondary character for Fantastic Four quite a bit in the old days <coughs> and I'm trying to get the information on it now but there looks like there might be another round of Marvel Zombies this year Ooh. Oh, just an alternate cover for Marvel Stormbreakers. Oh, no. Marvel Zombies Black, White, and, or Black, White, and Blood. October 25th. Yeah. Four-issue weekly release. <clears throat> uh, I mean, Marvel Zombies is already... Uh, uh, let's say, a vulgar... It's, it's incredibly graphic to read it. Very, very over-the-top violent. And then they're going to make it a black, white, and blood on top of that. This is going to be the most... Gore-fest? Yeah, it's going to be the most violent comic ever. <coughs> but... I don't know. I've read Archie comics. <laughs> so, the official news article on the internet is... The new X-Men movie is in its very early stages of Marvel Studios, but to summarize what that means is on Thursday, Marvel put out a call to writers that they are now accepting screen uh, script pitches. Mm -hmm. um, they want it to feature the original class. That's what the script calls for. <laughs> so we're talking... Uh, Bobby Drake, Beast, Cyclops, I, I, Iceman, not Bobby Drake. Yeah. Uh, Angel. And Phoenix, Jean Grey. Well, Marvel Girl. I don't yeah. know if they'd call her that <laughs> anymore, but... <coughs> That's an interesting way to start. Right, right from the beginning. Um, it's going to be a little odd because Miss Marvel is... Well, it, it all depends on what they what they do with um, the movies right now. You know, they're they're talking. You know, Phase Six after the Kang stuff. Maybe they're going to do a soft reboot, 
And Fantastic Four is going to be Marvel's first family again. You yeah. know, and, you know, I think that would be interesting. Concentrate mostly on X-Men and Fantastic Four because I don't want to say they mind everything else out, but you've had your big Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. You know, those characters have had their big movies and everything. Um, get these guys in with the big movies and, you know, reboot your actors for the other ones and just have them as part of the universe as opposed to being the stars of their own movies. I can't help but wonder, and yet we've talked about this before, with them kind of tapping all of their best resources right off the bat, because we know Gunn is doing things a little bit different. I'm curious how Captain 4 is going to turn out with Captain Falcon. Yeah, because they've already, from what I've understood, took out a lot of the connective tissue. Um, it was supposed to connect with Thunderbolts a bit. Yeah. And they took out all the Contessa Valentina's stuff. Yeah. So they almost wanted to make it stand alone. Yeah, I, I, I think... Listen... Uh, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a good show. <laughs> I know Marvel doesn't consider it one of their best shows. For some reason, they consider WandaVision and Loki, which WandaVision was great. Mm-hmm. Loki I, was enjoyable. But... It, it put him in a different situation than what he would normally have been doing. Right. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, Thursday when this podcast drops, that's the fifth, right? Yes. That's when Loki season two starts. Yeah. So that means that all the listeners out there, you need to hurry up and listen or watch Secret Invasion. If you must. <coughs> Secret disappointment. Yes. <laughs> Secret Invasion, obvious disappointment. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but. And Marvel's. Yeah, Marvels. I did not read the article because I was like annoyed at my phone. Um, they're saying Marvels is going to have the shortest runtime of any Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just over an hour and a half. That's sad. After all the delays <laughs> and waiting, and it's going to be like that. <laughs> well, one of the biggest criticisms of Marvel movies is the three-hour runtimes. Yeah, but I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they had to chop like the end game and you know any of the other ones down from like you know that to like two hours lose a half an hour of the movie yeah that was one of the stipulations of the ant-man movies marvel did not want them to run over two hours mm-hmm. <clears throat> but but alternatively to that black panther 2 was a lot of filler yeah yeah but and it blew up in their face. You know, I, I assume this has to do with the theaters too. You know, if you have a movie that runs two hours forty five minutes, you can't show it as many times as a movie that runs an hour and a half on an evening. Yeah. So <clears throat> And a Marvel movie isn't just like automatically putting butts in the theater anymore either. No. The whole dynamics changed. 
Guardians was the most successful Marvel movie since Spider-Man. Yep, there was a lot of anticipation, and you know when you've got the same guy writing, directing coming back, people are expecting it to be good. Well, he knew what to do with the characters. Yeah, he had a clear vision, which yeah. is why it's going to be exciting for the DC stuff if he doesn't run into administrative turbulence. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you look at Taika Waititi. Yeah. <laughs> Thor 4 did not hit like no. Thor 3 did. Ragnarok was fantastic. Well, I think Gunn's going to have a pretty free hand at DC until it doesn't do what the upper management wants it to do. As long as he has these hits coming out, he'll be fine. But the minute one of them flops a little bit or doesn't meet expectations, they're going to start start in on him. I I see from what I uh, what I've observed about WB over the years, I think they're going to give him free reign on about three movies, hmm. <laughs> and then they're going to circle around and they're going to be like, "Why aren't your movies doing better?" And or your movies are doing great. We want you to double the production hmm. slate next year because <clears throat> WB sure does like money. That is true. <laughs> so they need reimbursement on their investment well WB is going to have something interesting when Aquaman comes out this December because I'm really curious if they're going to put a hatchet job to it before it hits the theaters um, they're saying the test audiences are not testing well with the death of Aquababy spoiler um, as in the comics Arthur and Mara have a kid and I believe Black Manta kills him. So, that is in the movie right now. <clears throat> Sorry for the major spoiler right there, but... <coughs> Ew. Yep. So, as we have made fun of multiple, multiple times on this podcast, Funko Gold is garbage. <coughs> They have done the NBA, they have done the NFL, they have done rap music. But none of those failures were enough. They went ahead and added the Marvel license to it. <coughs> Ew. And figure number one is Iron Man. Limited to 3,000 pieces. He should sell about... Seven? Yeah. I did see one of these... At the Walmart we went to yesterday, I didn't even pick it up to look get a closer look at it. They're going to be on the bargain end cap. <clears throat> Four variants. Four ugly variants. Uh, Although the white silverish one is kind of cool, but be better on a pop. Towering eighteen-inch figure. Comes in a box. You don't know what you get till you open it up. Uh, don't know. It, it, it's not for me. Yeah. 
speaking of Funko, they're doing a new line of Stranger Things for Stranger Things Season 4. So this will be S4 Wave 3. Um, they're really just hitting the heavy hitters. They're, they're going, they're playing all the hits. But one of those hits is a Blacklight Eddie. <coughs> Eddie from Stranger Things or Eddie Van Halen? Eddie from Stranger Things. Could be either one, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, the first Eddie was a Target exclusive. Sold out before the show even hit streaming. Hmm. And... Uh, skyrocketed in value, became an early grail. So then they released an $80 version of uh, the death scene that had him and another character in it. And that thing sold out everywhere. Skyrocketed in value. So they're making a new one that's going to be a common. Everybody should be able to get their hands on it. And they're making a Blacklight variant. I wonder if there's an alternate universe where George Lucas named him Luke Skyrocket. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> right there with Ian Solo. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> I didn't know whether it was a typo or you were just doing that to see who was paying attention. Do you know what that's from? No, I do not. So, in... During the Clone Wars era, Lego did a Lego Star Wars. Uh-huh. That's canon. It actually ties into... Um... Uh... Ties into the Clone Wars, where Asajj Ventress gets her hands on a Jedi holocron. Okay. And at the same time, <coughs> they're giving <coughs> a tour to a group of children to the Jedi. I know it was canon at the time. I don't know if it's still canon now that... <laughs> so Han Solo was once... <laughs> Training as a Jedi named Ian Solo? No, that's that's fan canon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to find the image of it. So all the kids went in with name tags, and Han's H was turned a quarter. Uh, so everybody was calling him Ian. Gotcha. And when the episode was canon, and again, I don't know if it's canon anymore, but when it was canon, it was the first appearance of Han Solo. Gotcha. And now you know the rest of the story. Nah, it's not even showing you images for that. Damn computer thinking it knows what I want. <laughs> well, now I'm wondering if this is like another Mandela effect. <laughs> and I'm just imagining the whole thing. Okay, so it is no longer canon. There it is. Ah, uh, okay. 
you know, you might as well take a picture of that, download it, and put it on the podcast for this week, or else we'll never... <laughs> that whole ten minutes of dead air while you were searching. Uh, that just makes for easy editing. So the listeners at home won't have to hear it at all, or hear the dead air at all. <laughs> and here I thought it was just a typographical error on your part. No, it was a deep cut nerd reference. Wow. Super deep cut. Uh, and the last news article. <laughs> a 26-year-old who worked at Goldman Sachs, worked, got caught passing insider trading messages over Xbox 360's voice chat. Oh, nice. Because the FBI's not going to track video game system messages. <laughs> It's untraceable. Uh, something to the whistle logic tune of $400,000. Huh. So, don't go, uh, don't go using Xboxes for insider trading. Yeah. Moral of the story. Huh. And that's all I have in the news. I don't really have much of anything else. Um, we mentioned Loki's season two on the fifth of this month. Uh, Doom Patrol. Sorry, Bella. <laughs> um, Doom Patrol's final episodes are going to start on the twelfth. I believe two of them, and then the rest of the season, the three or four episodes left. I guess after that. Um. <clears throat> Nothing really on the TV front, uh, except production is starting to gear up on shows again for at least the writing and, produ and uh, production stuff. Uh, see what happens with the actors. <coughs> um, and that's all I really have. I mean, we'll probably start getting more information trickling in now, but... I think we're just waiting on <clears throat> the vote to be ratified for the Writers Guild right now, right? Yeah, I think it pretty much is, but yeah. Um, well, spoilers. Uh, Futurama's done now. Yep. And it went on probably the highest note of the entire season. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> They've got the next set of ten. Hopefully they'll get renewed again for some more. Mm -hmm. Um... I finally watched the last season of Disenchantment. Nothing to write home about, but it was fun. Um, wrapped up pretty much every character in the last episode. You had a little brief vignette of each character and where they were at the end of it. And Good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people, which was nice. <laughs> um we still have a few more episodes of some other stuff. Ahsoka is going to end tomorrow, or Tuesday, rather, for for us. So by the time you hear that, episode 8 will be out. Lots of loose ends to wrap up right now, so I guess it's going to be continued in other things. <laughs> They're talking about this is going to lead into the Heir to the Empire trilogy, or a something that's going to vaguely resemble that. Well, they've already signed that... Dave Filoni's getting a movie, right? Yeah. So we are assuming that this is going to lead into, into said that. movie. Yeah, that's that's true. 
they're they're also saying that uh, Shin is the new Mara Jade mm -hmm. from the Heir to the Empire trilogy, so that would be interesting. She seems a little young for Luke. That's the only thing that, that has me bothered. Well, you know, in the Skywalker family, they, you know, the women like their guys about 10 years younger than they are, and so maybe, you know. Yeah. I'm seven years old, and I'm in love with a 19-year-old princess. Yay. Padme Robin Cradles. Bella's not, Bella didn't like that. <laughs> <clears throat> But, eh, we'll see what happens. Incredible last episode, though. Like, yes. This series is just Very hit good. after hit after hit. Mm -hmm. And it's not, like, it is a lot of fan service. Well, I, I think you can tell it's a labor of love for Filoni. <laughs> yeah, but, and that's what it is. He like, really wants these characters to... Pop. Yeah, be where they're supposed to be. Ah, <coughs> uh, fucking surprise shot from... C-3PO just bouncing in. Yep. <clears throat> I did Very not nice. see any of that coming. Nope. I'm sure there will be some surprises in the last episode. I don't know what the runtime is, but they got a lot of wrap up, a lot to wrap up because they got to get home. And right <laughs> now, uh, Thrawn has them bent over a barrel. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. Yep. I I still know it'd be nice to see Zeb, even just a cameo of sorts. Yes. Um, they did finally mention him in the last yeah. episode. We don't know if there's going to be a Kanan cameo. You never know. Everyone wants it, but does it serve the story or is it just fan service? Fan service. <coughs> they would have to retcon everything we know about Force Ghosts. For him to be able to be a force mm. ghost. Well, we got to see Ezra doing some fun force stuff, and yeah, really <clears throat> grown mm -hmm. in tune with the force. Yeah. And I, I wish Corey was here so that way we could hear what his impression uh, is of new Ezra. Mm. <clears throat> because Corey canonically. Well, let's ask him, Ezra. Corey. What's your opinion of the new Ezra? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, that sounds that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> but that's really all the TV shows. Uh, well, lower decks. Oh yeah. See episode seven. Four. Oh wow. Four. Yeah, four. Mostly focused on Talen, <clears throat> with some other amusing stuff. Drunk Beta Z women. Yay. Hilarity ensues. Uh -huh. um, they, they're still trying to work out what's the mystery ship that's blowing up other ships. Mm. That's kind of a, their arc this season. Hi, Bella. But... They really casually work. The, the, the thing about 
lower decks is when they have an overall season arc, they don't shove it down your throat. Mm-hmm. Like, you get... It doesn't hit you till the last episode, like when Captain Mariner gets court-martialed and you're like, yeah. oh, shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, no, they're kind of hitting you over the head with this arc this this they season, are. yeah. It's not like this is a surprise arc. There's something happens in the first episode, something happens in the second. I don't recall if there was anything in the third, but the fourth something happens. So <clears throat> you know there's a mystery. It's just when they're going to get into it and solve it. And hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues, yes. <clears throat> And it's Captain Freeman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corey saw a Chili Peppers concert. Corey, how was your concert? Glad you enjoyed it so yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know you're going to have to go through this to make sure you leave the silence in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't we make it easier for you and take a break right now? That way, you know, go to right to the end. and <laughs> Okay. All right. We'll be back after these important messages from our lack of sponsor. Welcome back to Humatahex Podcast. I have coffee. Oh. <laughs> so, Frank, I don't know if you know this or not, but we do this little segment on the show called uh, What's in Our Mouth? Mm-hmm. I- I'm vaguely familiar with it. <clears throat> yeah. Um... And I think Corey does that at home, too. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That is strong. <laughs> so I'm walking through the giant today, and I'm like... That's not coffee. Why the hell do they have Dunkin' Donuts coffee <laughs> on the goldfish end cap? And I know how much you love pumpkin spice. Oh, yes. <clears throat> They're pumpkin spice goldfish. Yeah. Graham crackers. Graham, pumpkin spice uh. graham cracker goldfish. <laughs> and it hits you over the head with the pumpkin spice. It's good. Yeah. Now, see, these are graham crackers, which the pumpkin spice... Compliments. Compliments, yes. As opposed to, like, you know, pumpkin spice toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Have you ever tried the toilet paper to speak from experience? Or no, I haven't, but I don't. Guessing? I'm just guessing. They're crunchy. And they're goldfish they're shaped. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I grabbed them because, you know. On our Discord, and all of our listeners are definitely on our Discord. <laughs> we have a pumpkin spice hell. 35 pieces is one serving. 140 calories per serving. <laughs> okay, am I just not getting it? Is that a bagel on the front? The donut. Oh, okay. Pumpkin spice donuts. Gotcha. <laughs> It looked like a bagel to me. I'm <laughs> thinking, why do they why do they have a bagel on the front? Fun fact about goldfish: the smile was supposed to be their gills. Ah, I did not know that. 
They are. <laughs> you know what make them even better? <coughs> if they were pumpkin spice Mexican goldfish. I was thinking if you had a bowl of uh, vanilla ice cream and sprinkled these over. Mm. That would work. <coughs> better yet, chocolate ice cream. <laughs> And you also put marshmallows on it. Hmm. Pumpkin spice s'mores. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure there's pumpkin spice marshmallows out there. Well, I'm sure there is. They do marshmallows in all kinds of flavors now. Actually, that reminds me. <laughs> there is a company out of Australia. Hi, mate. They ship worldwide, um, and they do <coughs> these special marshmallows. <coughs> um, ah. Marshmallow Co. <coughs> They're about three inch by three inch by three inch cubes. <coughs> um, they're pretty trendy on social media. <coughs> hmm. So, Halloween marshmallows. We've got caramel apple, candy corn, chocolate peanut butter. No, I do not want marshmallow creatures. Sour watermelon, maple cinnamon pancake. Hmm. Pumpkin <coughs> spice, hot chocolate. Now, I've seen <coughs> on uh, Food Network, one of Alton Brown's shows, making marshmallows, homemade marshmallows. Mm -hmm. Didn't look too hard, but <coughs> so, supposedly they're much more tastier and better than just your regular store-bought. Yeah, so when they do them, they do them on these big trays, mm -hmm. and then they just bring down this wire and it cuts them. Yep. And they get, <clears throat> uh, I want to say, so they ship in by three blocks of marshmallow. I'm pretty sure they get enough for 12 shipments per cut. <coughs> and your postage is probably six times the amount you paid for the marshmallows. <coughs> well, I think... Three giant spiders with every batch. I think they... Live giant spiders. That will try to kill you. Yeah. Uh, free Australia. Wide delivery for orders over $120. <laughs> um, I do know they ship to America. Like, we're their number one <laughs> business. Um, I do not know... What shipping would be. It would not be cheap. No. But, I mean, you're also paying... Blue raspberry marshmallow. 9 to $25 for three cubes of marshmallow. Hmm. Are you sure there's nowhere here that makes them? Uh, the, I only know of these guys because of social media. Uh, YouTube. They... 
they do they they pop up in my feed all the time for some reason <coughs> because they are their label their videos are tagged ASMR and uh, cooking so that hits two of my tags I don't follow them or anything <coughs> John Cena's salted peanut and butter caramel marshmallows I can't see that. They just put in. But I'm bumped. Oh. I try to be topical. I I try to be a Corey, and Peter didn't get it. Uh, I'm just gonna. Well, I can't sit back or I'll crush the dogs. But I'm just gonna sit in the chair and not say anything. That was a miss for me. I I don't do the wrestling thing like that. that I don't either, but I knew that was the meme. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean now that you're talking about it. I know what you mean. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. What's in the box? Yeah, Frank, what's in the box? Come on, man. Well, what's in the you box? know, I thought of being a real prick and opening the Spider-Man one since Corey's not here. But I think we'll do some Lord of the Rings. I like hobbitses. Tasty hobbitses. <laughs> We've done that was these. a satisfying pop. Yes, it was. We've done these a number of times. <laughs> uh, so you can get Frodo, Samwise, Pippin, Legolas, Gandalf, Aragorn, Gimli, Gollum, Nazgul. And then I would guess that the two secret ones are Arwen and... The other hobbits. The other hobbit. Yeah. Uh, Pippin Mary. and Mary. But uh, I got a Samwise. <coughs> I got a Nazgul. Ooh. <coughs> Neat. And we'll open Cory's and see what Cory would have gotten. Because we have four of these. Yep. Let's try that again. Keep this thing. This didn't work. I got a mystery. <laughs> and we got a Lego list in the other one. But he's not legless, he has legs. <laughs> so funny. <coughs> I need to get a soundboard so I can just have like an arena of people cheering for Tammy to open up her. I quit. Well, I'm usually the one who can't open them up. Hold ya. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Sam. <coughs> no, I got Sam, Sam Wise. Pippin. <coughs> cool. Pippin. I was oh. going to say there should be a pretty decent chain of them. That's all? Oh, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Two hobbitses. <coughs> well, all the other ones we've given you to take home. Oh. Um. This is Mary and Pippin. 
I think. So you got Samwise and Legolas here. <coughs> I'll take the Nazgul. He's cute. Is that... Yeah, that is Pippin. <coughs> the higher one up. Yeah, that's Pippin. So this is Pippin. <coughs> this is Pippin. That's Sam. And this is Sam. Okay, he's got so the, we have Sam. He's got the satchel. Okay, so we have Sam. So you have Pippin. And then I know Frank has Legolas already. So we put yep. Legolas up. Check. Because that looks like it, but it's too dark to tell. No, that's got to be Mary because it's a different shirt. The one that I just handed you. No, so that's Pippin. But the one that's already up here must be Mary. Okay. Thank you. Yep. One Hobbit short. <laughs> <laughs> just need another Hobbitses. Come on, Leela. We're one. I'm one skull short of a Musketeer reunion. <laughs> <sighs> There are a couple of really good Futurama lines that I just love. That's one of them. Um, when they're trying to get the worms out of Fry, it's like, this This is going to be one hell of a bowel movement. He'll be lucky if he has any bones left. <laughs> and then when Zoidberg and Fry are going to be fighting during the mating thing, they stand for the national anthem, and it's the Star Trek stock fight theme. <laughs> <sighs> that was five seconds or less, right? Okay, good. <clears throat> uh, my favorite things from Futurama are, well, the meme, uh, shut up and take my money. Yeah. From the coffee episode. And, uh... <clears throat> Uh, bachelor Chow makes its own gravy. Yes. Now with flavor. <laughs> yeah, there are some lines that it's like, oh, that's just classic. <coughs> Bite my shiny metal ass. Mm. Oh, and one of DiMaggio's characters in Disenchantment <laughs> says, let's go already, which they started using for a couple of episodes as a bender catchphrase. Yeah. It's a shame he didn't sing it. <laughs> Let's go already. <coughs> but oh yeah, my favorite gag was when they were doing the was it the Sci-Fi Channel reboot or Comedy Central reboot? When they did the first wave of reboots, okay, they did <coughs> the Cloud Castle. Mm, yeah. <laughs> And Burt Ward and Adam West. No. <laughs> Bender's coming down Bender and Fry are coming down a staircase and they see oh, Jake and Finn, Jake and Finn chained yeah. to the wall. <laughs> and Jake or Finn's like, What time is it? And Bender's like, No! <laughs> shut the fuck up or shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't use the F word. <coughs> but yeah, that had the Batman and Robin one too. They're climbing yeah. up the building and it's yeah. a duo. How dynamic are they? Not very. <laughs> uh, yeah, once in a while they just nail it perfectly. And... 
They did something like that. Have you ever watched Archer? No, I keep meaning to, but I never So never do. At the start of season it's either four or six. Is that on the Mexican? Yeah. It is. I think that could be garbage. It looks like it. <laughs> yeah. It's at the start of either season four or six. Um the voice actor of Archer is also the voice actor of Bob from Bob's Burgers. Okay. I never watched that either, but... <clears throat> so... I, I can't remember the name of the voice actor, but it's a super common voice actor. You'd recognize him immediately. Um, but it, it, it starts... Harry John Benjamin. Okay. Um, he, it starts in the Bob's Burger restaurant. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and a Russian walks in, and he just starts, he, he picks up a burger tray and just kills the guy with the burger tray, and there's blood everywhere. And Linda comes out of the back, and she's like, oh my god, Bob! <laughs> He's like, I, I, I gotta go. And he rips off his mustache. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it's just... It's a stupid, hilarious crossover bit. Yeah. And it's really <laughs> funny because Bob's Burgers and uh, Archer could not be farther away yeah. from each other. Yeah. Huh. But Archer is one of those shows where... I, I really think you would like it. It has a lot of that deep cut humor, but it's not, it's not deep cut in sci-fi like, uh, Futurama is. Mm -hmm. It's deep cut in, like, 80s references. Okay. <clears throat> like, he's obsessed with Burt Reynolds. Okay. <laughs> and Kenny Loggins. Hmm. Okay, 70s, 80s, yeah. <laughs> so, he, whenever anybody can, even be construed as possibly flir flirting with him, he starts singing Danger Zone. <laughs> and, uh, it is then very vulgar, and there is a lot of sexual references. And... There's an entire season called Vice Archer, mm. where spying isn't working out, so they decide to become drug runners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they have to move um, a skid of cocaine, <clears throat> and the HR representative becomes addicted to said cocaine. <laughs> okay. And they use her to smuggle it by... Turning the cocaine into a cast and putting her in a full body body cast of cocaine, and she's just going, gnawing <laughs> on the arms of the cast. Jeez. <laughs> oh my! And he is insanely abusive to his butler. Mm. Uh, it's not Wilson. Woodrow, but I'll just like, scroll down a little bit and you should see it. 
he uh, maybe not <laughs> makes in one of the episodes he's drunk on his balcony and he comes out and he's like so would you like bacon and eggs he's like no get me a bloody mary and for offering me stupid food make yourself go collect all the spider webs and make yourself a bowl of spiders and eat it <laughs> very good sir uh, sterling archer yeah this is too long okay I thought they might show it in one of the <coughs> summaries there, but... <coughs> oh. Excuse me. <coughs> Aisha Taylor as Lana is funny. Like, I, I never knew, really, Aisha Taylor, but she does a fantastic job as Lana. Woodhouse. George Coe as Woodhouse. Okay. <clears throat> but, I mean, John H. Benjamin, or H. John Benjamin, Judy Greer, Ember Nash, Chris Perel, or Parnell, Aisha Taylor, Jessica Walter, and Lucky Yates. Hmm. <clears throat> Which you should at least recognize Chris Parnell. He was the father of... Uh, Morty and Rick and Morty. See, I've never watched Rick and... Well, yeah, I've watched Rick and Morty. Duh. He's also okay. um, a Saturday Night Live alum. Now, I recognize two names there. <coughs> Renee Everswan and the other guy, Ron Perlman. <coughs> they don't have Archer's mother on here. Mallory. Yeah, Jessica Walter, because she died of, died during COVID, hmm. and her husband was also on here, and her husband also died. Because hmm. <clears throat> for some reason, I thought you, when Jessica Walter died, for some reason we you like it was one of those ones that we brought up here on the podcast. Yeah, I, I honestly don't remember. But... <clears throat> oh, let's see. Jessica Walter. I'm going down the rabbit hole. She was in 1978's Doctor Strange. She was in Dinosaurs. Her husband was Ron Liebman. <coughs> he was also a Hollywood star. Uh, Zorro. <coughs> but he died in 2019. And he played a character in um, Archer. And when they killed Mallory off, they brought Ron in for one last scene. Because mm. she died after him. <laughs> and they wrote both characters out in that last scene. And it was dedicated to both of them. Mm. <clears throat> uh, Roy Cohen and Angels in America... Zorro the Gay Blade. <laughs> Dr. Leonard Green and Friends. Yeah, no real, like, AAA movies or anything, but... Yeah, just being semi-regular on Friends, that was it, really. Yeah, but he died <clears throat> from COVID. Well, pneumonia brought from on by COVID, COVID yeah. but COVID killed him. Some Emmys, Golden Globes, 
Obviously, he was a good actor. Yeah. Just not the stuff that we normally would be following, basically. Right. <coughs> He's one of those guys where when you hear his voice, you recognize him. Hmm. 316 performances on Broadway for the deputy. <coughs> 85 for We Bombed in New Haven. I mean, he did, he must have had a damn good Broadway career. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. <clears throat> but you'd recognize Chris Parnell. That's Chris Parnell. Mm. He's been in a stupid amount of things. He just has such a unique voice. <coughs> he was the thief dog in Dogs in Space on uh, Netflix. That's a pretty good cartoon. It's sci-fi, it's animals, and it's funny. Mm. Hits all the high notes. <clears throat> um, he was on Saturday Night Live for a couple of years, eight years. Yeah, yeah, no, he he's a Saturday Night Live SNL alum. See, again, that's I haven't watched that show in ages. <clears throat> well, nobody's watched that show in almost a year now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to be affected by the Actors Guild strike, too. Because technically, everybody on SNL isn't actors, they're writers. Mm. But I'm sure they've got their guild cards. Yeah, they probably have SAG guild cards. <laughs> I think that's what's going to hold up the late shows from coming back. Yeah, because you really ha can't have any guests on there unless you just, you know, pull people off the street, which would be interesting. Well, aren't... Well, I guess, like, they don't have to act. <laughs> aren't all the hosts considered actors? I mean, Colbert's been in Lord of the Rings. True. Yeah, they've all been stuff. Um, Cauldron or whatever his name is, he's been in a lot of stuff uh <coughs> Kimmel Kimmel yeah uh yeah so Seth I guess Seth Meyers he's definitely be he's been doing film commercial Verizon commercials I don't know if that counts mm. as acting or not yeah I would assume so here in front of a camera you probably gotta get your guild card so <coughs> Well, hopefully resolved soon. Um, our original plan tonight was to talk about Robert Downey Jr., but I think because everything's going to be getting timey-wimey and we're running into scheduling conflicts, I think we'll call this episode here, and then we'll do the Robert Downey Jr. next week. 
which will be timey wimey. We're still going to record it tonight. <laughs> You're just the listeners aren't going to hear it till next week. <clears throat> so, till then, have a great. Oh wait, no, sorry, jumping the gun there. <clears throat> Check out the link in the description below for links to our Discord and other some such things. Oh, and look for us on Facebook under Theseus Media. We've got links to whatever Corey feels like linking to, including the podcast and all sorts of fun stuff. And uh, join us next week yeah. for something timey-wimey. Until then, have a great weekend. Bye. I love Corey's new sign-off. Yeah, that's pretty cool.